Hello everyone and welcome to PE Talks Africa, a podcast by the African Private Equity and Venture Capital Association, or more simply put, AFCA. I'm your host, Persia Castellani, and I am here with Alexander Tunkara, Managing Partner at AGI. For the start of our inaugural Achieving SDGs Through African Private Capital series, which will focus on SDG 7, ensuring access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all. AGI is an impact fund manager and advisory firm dedicated to West African economic development with a team with international, sectoral, and local expertise, networks, and a proven track record of successful investing with a strong risk mitigation discipline. Thank you, Alexander, for joining the podcast. Could I ask you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your professional background? Of course, thank you for having me. Well, my personal life experiences, my mother and my brothers and I left Guinea in search of greater economic and social opportunity. And I had a pretty difficult childhood that came with that. But from that childhood, I was able to achieve a professional athletic career, worked at an institutional fund manager and completed my MBA at the Wharton School. All those experiences have provided me and many young Africans like me with the great access and experience needed to contribute to the continued development of the region. And AGI is essentially our way of doing just that. Thank you, Alexander. I am going to kick off with our first question. What led you to establish an advisory firm with a special focus on West Africa? To put it as succinctly as I can, to address inequality by championing West African businesses to deliver tangible social results alongside strong financial return propositions. So Nigeria and Ghana have many advisors and investment companies with a competitive grasp on these markets. Can you expand on AGI's value proposition and what makes the firm unique? While Nigeria and Ghana have grown to appeal to global investors over the last 20 years, but there are 13 other markets within the ECOWAS region, many of which are primed to follow the same achievements of the largest economies. Today, there's a new wave of frontier markets in the region whose growth came rawly at the hands of key individuals and firms, much like ours. Within these markets, there are many promising and value-driven West African companies seeking regional and global expansion. We identify opportunities across the region and cover projects that can drive significant societal impact in frontier economies that many advising investors are only now turning to. We look to involve practical tools to enable their operations to thrive. So our value proposition to me comes down to three things. The first, our corporate mission, which is quite simply to provide access to capital management or advisory to impactful and sustainable businesses and opportunities. The second is our access and partners in frontier West African markets, which through local insights and networks equip us to originate competitively and de-risk smartly. And last but not least, our team's expertise. And do you have a specific sector focus? I understand sustainable farming, energy access, and affordable housing are of interest. But why these sectors? Well, we are pretty much sector agnostic. We look towards macro themes and screen opportunities and partners through a UN SDG lens. Our pipeline currently reflects the three sectors you've highlighted, but we'll consider opportunities in other sectors to demonstrate compelling financial returns and development impact. But to kind of dive in a bit deeper on the three sectors you mentioned, 58% of West Africans, including 92% of people living in rural areas, lack access to clean and consistent energy. With increased industrialization in the region, energy needs are growing, and the private sector has a role to play in ensuring these needs are met in a sustainable and renewable way. 
on the affordable housing side, we have a rapidly urbanizing population that is set to nearly double by 2050. Take Guinea, one of AGI's primary operating markets, for example. The country with a population just south of 13 million has a current housing deficit of 500,000 units. There are home builders that are successful and profitable in these markets that are require support and scaling. Lastly, two thirds of West Africans are employed in the food economy, with the majority of those employed in the smallholder agriculture. In a changing world with the crisis in Ukraine, value chain disruptions, climate change, and supply scarcity, there are real opportunities to support businesses and smallholder farmers in creating sustainable agriculture partnerships and economies that benefit all. And one of your core sectors, access to energy, is strongly connected to SDG 7, which again is access to affordable, reliable, sustainable and modern energy for all. How are you planning to map SDG 7 into your strategy? While closing the energy gap is an urgent development imperative and doing so in a way which minimizes the unavoidable increase in greenhouse gas emissions is critical. There are several solar, biofuel, and natural gas opportunities across the ECOWAS region that directly address key metrics within SDG 7. We review each opportunity or partnership for positive and negative impacts within its target SDGs, and then we map out ways our involvement can improve contribution to those metrics. A real-world example would be us partnering with a regional solar microgrid producer and connecting that business with a certified B Corp panel supplier at a reduced cost and ensuring those savings are then reflected in the end user's tariff. But there are also many new and innovative solutions that contribute to SDG 7 that we advise and develop. Thank you, Alexander. And my last question for you is, are there any specific characteristics you expect of an investee company regarding its contributions towards the fulfillment of SDG 7? How will the fulfillment or non-fulfillment of these metrics affect decision-making processes? To answer, well, when we identify an opportunity that is supported by macro trends, our screening process ensures full cultural and strategic alignment within agreed upon key metrics and targets within these SDGs. Incentives and disincentives are then included in our investment agreements to ensure there is the proverbial carrot and stick present. So we monitor the performance of our investment companies carefully to ensure that the impact we seek to achieve is actually being realized and we can take swift action to course correct where needed. In addition to this, we also have an ESG and impact framework that is compliant with the IFC sustainability framework and the operating principle of impact management enables us to monitor and track our impacts against these SDGs. So, you know, to put it in layman's terms, there are disincentive and disincentives. So there's a carrot and a stick present. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, Alexander, for joining us. It has been wonderful talking to you. And thank you to our audience for listening. If you would like to learn more about AGI Africa, please visit their website, which is www.agi-africa.com. And if you enjoyed listening to the PE Talks Africa podcast, be sure to follow us and watch out for our next episode. I hope to see you back here very soon. Thank you.